0: In Nashville as the field packs up Romain Grosjean on the outside in that yellow and red DHL Honda for Andretti Autosport it's McLaughlin for team Penske in the deck Chevy and he
1: accelerates now green flies away goes McLaughlin boy McLaughlin waited till the last possible second to get on the throttle but it pays off with a jump into turn one three wide Grand rail on the inside sandwiching it looks like Jack Harvey and
2: Renus VK makes that move work now side by side down into turn 10. Everybody
1: tiptoeing right now. Second year in a row that Colton Herta finds the wall at Nashville.
2: Down into turn four, he's got Dalton Kellett on the inside and just, oh,
1: contact with the four, pushes him wide, gets into the tire barrier. Delio Castro Neves in the 06. And this is what
0: happened to the four-time Indianapolis 500 winner. He's being chased by Rossi and just loses it by himself. Ready to go back to racing, watch for the green. There it is, let's go. Big jump from Alex Pillai. You see Simon
2: Pagino there trying to line up Jimmy Johnson side by side behind him into turn nine. A little bit of tire smoke, Christian Lundgaard.
0: Big lockup from Lundgaard
1: as, Uh-oh. oh, Graham Rahal has contact. Oh, and a Pato Award is there as well. This is going to bring out a caution. Oh, way more drama. Let's see what happened here.
2: Whoa, Graham Rahal actually hit Pato Award into Will Power. That's what caused Will to, that explains the loss of drive from Pato Award, the gearbox at the back of the oh. car there.
1: Same issue here. That's Pato's view as Graham Rahal got into him. He got into Will Power.
3: Rossi Callum and Eilat.
1: Eilat get together. Go to the runoff. Eilat with a flat right rear. He pulls off the track. Rossi continues. Oh,
0: just got driven into.
1: McLaughlin lights it up in the decks. Devlin Chevy. Devlin De
2: Francesco looks like is in the wall up in turn ten. Oh there yeah. There it is. Takuma Sato involved in that as well. That will bring out yet another caution.
0: Green flag waves. Simon Pagano doing what he did before, and he's not letting him get away. Who's making the moves? Reynos VK up the inside. Big lockup from Simon Pagano, and that allows the rookie Malukas to have a look. I'm pretty sure Pagano got hi, to the
1: hi. back hi. of the number 10 car. Alex Pelot was able to hang on. Here comes McLaughlin in that red and white team Penske car. Nice defensive
2: positioning from David Malukas there. Not getting bullied around by Scott McLaughlin, but Here now McLaughlin tries.
1: Into 11, they touch. Malucas defense getting very aggressive.
2: Graham Rahal just all by himself into Turn 4. We know that Renus VK was fresh out of the pits on cold tires. Maybe not enough time to react to the 15 in the wall. You see the both fronts lock up. Will Power wow. was
1: so lucky to avoid that. Wow, and Jimmy Johnson as well. Hey, but look at that blue and orange PNC car. That is Scott Dixon with an ear-to-ear smile. He knows what a massive stroke of luck he has just been dealt here. Oh, Look at this, Kirkwood. three wide, three wide. Kirkwood on the inside. Kirkwood with a kiss of Harvey who gets into Colton Herta. Now Herta's teammate, Grosjean, in the yellow and red car up the inside. Is Herta going to let off?
2: Absolutely not. That's going to open the door for Scott McLaughlin on the 28. He goes
0: through on Roman Grosjean as well. What has happened between David Malukas and Kyle Kirkwood? Kirkwood goes for the move on the inside. Oof.
2: It was a great lineup and a late green flag, but a great jump from Scott Dixon out front. Big moves, big moves. McLaughlin on Herder. Grosjean's going to get him down into turn 11. Does he have maybe a bit of a problem? Oh, and Grosjean goes for another one. Marcus Ericsson. Great move, and
1: then able to pay it back on Ericsson. Somebody said tire pressures. I'm guessing somebody might have a tire going down. Is that Ericsson? Jimmy Johnson. He had a big crash
0: here last year, and he's had one this year.
2: Yeah, on oh the bumps, boy. upset it. That's a big hit. Ooh.
1: With just five laps to go, and Dixon three, two, three. blasts away. Dixon didn't hang him Oh, Rossi does not want to let Newgarden by, but Newgarden's gonna be able to force his way. Look at Newgarden past three cars in one corner. Oh, and Grosjean is in
0: the wall.
2: I think that I think a two went in with a little bit too much speed. You know, there's no way Roman saw him coming. He was three cars back when Roman turned in. Look left. Oh man, he, he was there. He was there, but he moved it. He moved into him.
0: Let's go!
1: Look at Pelot in the blue NTT data car on the inside of Lundgaard. An expert jump from Alex Pelot to take that third position, and here comes Rossi and Herta. It was a Ganassi victory
0: last year. Will it be a Ganassi victory this year? After having such an eventful Whoa. start to the race, McLaughlin tries to drag race Dixon and can't do it. Scott Dixon wins well the Big Machine Music Good job, man. City Grand Prix. Holy smokes. Well
2: what a drive, what a result. The two Scots drag racing out of turn 11. He now has sole
0: possession of second. On the all-time wins list with career win 53. Watch the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 Saturday, August 20th at 6 p.m. on USA Network.
4: And with all of that, good evening race fans and welcome to another edition of the Push to Pass podcast. I am Derek Vance, and what you just witnessed there... Was the race highlights uh, from this Sun, this past Sunday rather, the Big Machine Gr- uh, Music City Grand Prix uh, that took place in the streets of Nashville? Uh, Pushed to Pass and Indie News uh, was able to cover the event all weekend. A huge thank you to the Music City uh, Grand Prix. Uh, individuals uh, that uh, not only uh, put on an amazing event uh, this weekend, but allowed both the Push to Pass podcast along with uh, Indie News to be able to cover that event. Uh, and, and we have a lot of content coming from that event as well this weekend. Uh, also on tap, we have a uh, interview uh, from this past Friday in the media bullpen, which was uh, poorly uh, attended, by the way, if you are following uh, Twitter, if you were following uh, Jenna Fryer uh, on on Twitter, uh, she uh, definitely got uh, uh, got into that. Uh, to uh, to say the least. Uh, so we got an interview from a uh, particular driver there on on Friday. Uh, we'll get to uh, also too. We, I was able to sit down with a fellow uh, IndyCar podcaster and YouTuber David Land uh, for a uh, an interview. So we'll uh, we'll play that here uh, in its entirety coming up here shortly. And then also too, walking around uh, the grounds there. On Sunday, I was able to uh, catch up with a couple fans and and grab a couple interviews uh, from what from the fans' perspective uh, as well for the race this Sunday. So we'll get to that here uh, momentarily as well. But uh, first and foremost, like I said, this is episode number eleven. If you can uh, if you can believe that uh, or not. And, and again, uh, we will uh, recap the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. Uh, in its entirety uh, this past weekend. Uh, But first, before we get to that, uh, let's go to uh, that interview. I was able to uh, catch up with a certain driver uh, this past Friday. So let's get to that interview. Nice to meet you. Here with uh, Push to Pass and uh, somebody that's infamous to the Indianapolis 500. But uh, here we're here in Nashville. I have uh, Elio Castro Neves joining us. Elio, uh, I know we've only had been here about a year and I know they've made some changes. Uh, talk about that uh, with your uh, walk through the
3: track the other day. You know, it's um, obviously last year was everything new. Nobody knew what to expect. And there were some rough edges that uh, this year they made the modification to smooth that out. But the characteristic is still going to be the same. Very tough track, very challenged place. And, um, yeah, it's going to be unpredictable again. So we just got to stay, uh, stay in course, stay out of trouble. That's going to be the, the key to uh, to be su- successful. I know this
4: is only the second year here in uh, Nashville, but uh, what's your thoughts coming here for the second year in a row?
3: Well, no question. The fans are big supporter. The press is a huge supporter. That's what we need. You know, every time we come to a place, you want to make sure that people are uh, Know what's happening, and they're gonna have a good time. So, whether it's gonna be raining or not, which um, we are okay to race on the wet, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, people that are coming down Sunday for the race, uh, what can they expect? They're gonna expect a, <laughs> a lot of going on. You know, like the weather, uh, the uh, the challenge of the track, and um, and hopefully uh, a lot of celebration.
4: Elio, thank you for stopping by. Good luck on Sunday. A uh, huge thank you again, uh, first and foremost, uh, to uh, the number six uh, driver there uh, of the uh, Sirius XM AutoNation Meyer Shank Racing Honda, and Elio Castro Neves uh, for stopping by, uh, being able to uh, uh, have a, a few minutes with him. Definitely a opportunity uh, of a lifetime for sure, and one that uh, that I will never, never, ever soon forget to um, to say the least. But uh, getting back again uh, to uh what took place this past weekend uh the big machine music city grand prix what a uh, interesting race what a uh, crash filled race uh, a lot of uh, accordion cars a lot of cars missing uh parts and pieces um uh as the as the race unfolded um it, you know a lot of wrecks again. Uh, this is a second uh, second year in a row. Uh, Going to be interesting to see uh what uh, the um uh, engineers in, in Nashville decide uh for uh, for 2023. Uh, I know the drivers have put a lot of input as to what they would like to see. Uh but uh, as I as I mentioned opening up the show. Uh got a couple fans perspective um of of the uh, of the event uh, as well. So uh, let's get into what uh, what some of the fans thought of uh, of this race um not only the uh, not only the race uh, but what the what they've noticed uh from year one to year number two so let me get let me get rather uh to um uh to that uh to those two interviews here's the first one welcome back here to uh, the push to pass podcast and i'm here Live, as you can hear in the background, in Nashville uh, covering the NTT IndyCar Series for the Music City uh, Grand Prix. And I have with me John Honey. John, uh, are you here uh, from Nashville? Uh, yeah, we're here for local, yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts? I don't know. Have you been here all weekend? What, uh, what's the atmosphere like? What have, you, uh, what have you witnessed here? Actually, you know, this, this is our first day here, but uh, my son and I were lucky enough to have some uh, paddock passes, and uh, we're enjoying the GT right now. Uh, it's a great experience for us. Uh, being a first timer here, uh, you know, obviously, did you come last year? Uh, no, we didn't. Uh, wanted to, just was not able to, you know. So, being a first time here and uh, first day, what's, uh, what are your, some of your thoughts? Uh, you know, walking around here.
5: Actually, uh, it's just very exciting. Uh, getting to see the cars, a
4: smile on his face, is putting a smile on mine. It's great stuff. Have you ever been to any other uh, NTT IndyCar Series or anything? You know that that is the magnitude of what you're seeing here. Uh, no, I ha- no, we haven't. So, you, uh, you know, obviously, you're here for uh, IndyCar. Do you have a favorite driver? We do not. Again, this is kind of our, our first dip into everything. Um, so, we're just enjoying it as it comes, but it, everything's been great. Anything, uh, you know, you, you've been walking around here as well, and obviously, you know, uh, you being happy is, uh, you know, making your dad happy. That's how parenting works. Uh, what's some of the things that you've seen?
2: Um, I really like seeing uh, them work on the cars. And I've really just liked everything. The food is great. The drinks are great. And the only thing I dislike is the heat.
4: Yeah, I think I think everybody here will it would be in agreement that uh, the heat is something that uh, you know uh, you just have to uh, adapt and uh, overcome to. But uh, are you looking forward to uh, the uh, IndyCar race today later on? I really am. And as you said, uh, you, your dad doesn't have a favorite driver, do you? No, not really. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for your time. I right, appreciate it. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back here to the Push to Pass podcast, back live here from the uh, Nashville Street Course uh, covering the uh, Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. And what I have a collection of here is one of my favorite drivers, and obviously uh, their favorite as well, huge uh, Pato Award fans. Uh, folks, who do we have? Uh, Tegan. JP from Colorado.
1: Eric?
2: David Cabrera.
4: Tony from Colorado. All right, everybody sounds like the consensus is from Colorado. Sounds yeah. like, all right. What uh, what brought you guys here to Nashville first and foremost, uh, first time?
3: No, this is actually our second time. We were here last year and just been following Pato. When we had the chance to come here, we did it. So, so obviously uh,
4: Pato is your guys' favorite driver. Um, were you guys here last year? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what have you noticed from last year to this year? Uh, improvements, uh, changes, anything?
0: Yeah, uh, more water stations, uh, more food vendors, uh, better organization.
4: There's more maps. There's, they actually did improve a lot, so much better than last year. The only thing I've heard bad, the consensus is, is, the, uh, is the heat. Are you guys in the same boat there? I know obviously that's something you can't control. Yeah, you can't control that, but they, they clearly prepared with more stations, more water. Um, it's Nashville, man. It's, 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 this is how hot it gets all the time. So as, as you said, following a Pato Award this season, it's definitely been up and down, uh, very consistent. Uh, with about three races left to go, he is right there in the uh, title hunt. Uh, does he have enough to push it across the finish line? I think that if they can get through this one without those minor errors that they had yesterday, it should be there. I, I believe that you can do it. You know, following Pato being part of Errol McLaren, they've been in the news an awful lot uh, lately. Uh, curious to get your guys' thoughts if you follow it on uh, the uh, the Alex Pelo situation. Uh, curious to hear what you guys what the outcome you guys think that's going to be. I still think Pato's number one. I think he's still going to lead. He's team lead. Um, I, I got a you know assigned hat by Alex too, but I mean, you know, Pato's the man. That would be, though, you, you, you have to agree, though, that would be one heck of a team. If, if, if it was to come together next year, having uh Pato Award, Alexander Rossi, and uh, uh, Alex Polo. Yeah, I agree. I think it will push each other even more. So you got that healthy team competition. So I, I would like to see it personally. So last thing here as a, a collective, uh, obviously, this is already scheduled for uh, 2023. How would uh, how would you guys improve if you had if you had the ability? How would you improve this it, event? Um, you know, I, I would have to say the uh, the check-in points probably just smooth those out a little bit more. The entry and the 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 exits. Um, other than that, everything else was pretty well organized. Same, I agree. Thank you guys very much. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Welcome back here to the Push to Pass podcast. Back live here from the. Uh, Nashville street course uh, covering the uh, big. Oops. Sorry about that. But a huge thank you uh, to, uh, to that group of fans uh, for uh, not only. Uh, giving me uh, their time there for a little bit of a uh, interview uh, but for people that weren't able to uh, to catch the race uh this weekend hopefully they were able to uh, paint a picture uh, for you as to the improvements uh from last year to this year so getting in uh, getting into the race uh, itself uh, again what a uh, interesting wild uh race two years in a row and uh, if you weren't uh, if you weren't paying attention if you didn't get a sit well Uh, The GOAT, Scott Dixon. Yes, the GOAT, ladies and gentlemen, uh, moves just a little bit closer to another championship after his win on Sunday. Uh, Scott Dixon, the aforementioned Scott Dixon, showed everyone on Sunday why he is the GOAT uh, when it comes to the NTT IndyCar Series. After all the smoke and debris cleared, Dixon put his number nine PNC. Bank Chip Canassi Racing Honda in victory lane, and now he sits just second on the all-time career wins list at 53, just behind the legendary AJ Foyt with 67 career wins. Not only did Dixon put himself alone in second place on the all-time wins list, but he also moved one step closer to collecting his seventh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, seventh NTT IndyCar Series Championship, which ironically would tie him with the aforementioned Foyt for the most NTT IndyCar championships with seven. Uh, The six-time champion is now just six points behind current points leader Will Power, which we'll uh, we'll show the uh, updated standings here momentarily. Uh, Dixon passed three cars at the start of the race, then lost one spot, ran over some debris from a chain reaction Accordion stunt uh, that was started by Graham Ray Hall and his number 15 United Reynolds Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing Honda, which uh, there'll be some news uh, about that here uh, coming up as well. Running into the back of Pato Award and his number five Errol McLaren SP Chevrolet in turn six on lap number 26, following one of many restarts on the day. Uh, That also forced uh, many drivers to try and squeeze past and break earlier than expected and two victims of that uh that wreck were uh dalton kellett in his number four k line uh aj Foyt racing chevrolet along with uh simona de salvestro in her number 16 uh Auto autosport chevrolet uh, and again uh, stay tuned uh, because there'll be some news uh, concerning uh, Simona De Silvestro later in the show as well. Uh, the debris caused damage in the floor of the chip canassing racing Honda uh, of Dixon's, and it also punctured a tire. But Dixon, the goat that he is, uh, dug down deep and drove his way through the field, which kept getting condensed by more and more caution flags. Uh, with the red flag waving with three laps left to go, Joseph Newgarden and his number two PPG Team Penske Chevrolet uh, bounced literally off the wall. Roman Grosjean and his number 28 DHL Andretti Autosport Honda into the wall, which then Dixon was able to endure and secure a 1.5 lap dash to the checkered flag on old tires, holding off the fast and undamaged number three Dex imaging team Penske Chevrolet of pole sitter for the race, Scott McLaughlin. Uh, He passed the checkered flag with a lead of just 0.2 seconds. Uh, Some quotes after the race from Dixon. The tough thing about the weekend was knowing that the PNC bank number nine was super fast. We proved that in the warmup up, Dixon said after the race, kudos to the team. We had a big crash there. We looked half off the floor, so we had to take four turns of front wing out. We had no grip. And then I think we did 40 to 50 laps on that set of tires. So the last stop they, we didn't even take tires, <laughs> And then, oh, man, Nashville is so awesome. I was really worried about Scott McLaughlin because I thought he'd take a chance. He kind of has had to with the standings at the moment, and he was super fast on fresher tires. So I thought I was a sitting duck. A lap or two more would have been really tough for us to do mclaughlin who suffered a bad pit stop that dropped him to p15 was asked how much more time he needed to earn his third win of the season mclaughlin now is 58 points back with three races to go quote one lap we were side by side across the finish line we were 15th on the last pit exchange just had an awesome restart and the car was fast it was unreal just fell short at the end but congratulations to Scotty. I've always dreamed about racing him until the end. I had a lot of fun and that's why I come that's why I came to the IndyCar Racing League. This is the best racing in the world and great weekend, great for the points. We'll just keep pushing in the last 3 races of the year. So Again, uh, huge kudos there to, uh, to Scott Dixon uh, for uh, retaining uh, the win on Sunday and cl- clinching his 53rd career win, which, as I said, puts him second in the all-time list, right behind the legendary A.J. Foyt. Uh, looking at the uh, results from Sunday's race as they uh, populate there on your screen. Uh, Obviously finishing uh, P1, Scott Dixon. Then it was Scott McLaughlin, uh, Alex Pillow, Alexander Rossi, Colton Herta, Joseph Newgarden, Felix Rosenquist, uh, Christian Lungard, who was the highest uh, finishing rookie in P8, uh, Simon Pagano, and then rounding out the top 10 was Jack Harvey. Then it was Will Power. Venus Rique, Venus Vike rather, uh, Elio Castroneves, who we heard from earlier in the show, uh, Marcus Erickson, Callum Eilat, uh, Roman Grosjean, Connor Daly, Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Kirkwood, and then rounding out the top 20 was fellow rookie David Malukas. To finish it out, uh, Takuma Sato, uh, Delvin DeFrancesca, uh, Graham Hall, Pato Award, Dalton Kellett, and then finishing P26 was Simona Celvestro. So that uh, that wraps up the uh, the fin- the, or- the finishing order uh, for the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. Now let's take a look at uh, at the points and what a points battle we have with just three races to go. Uh, Willpower has a four point lead. Over uh, last Sunday's winner, Scott Dixon. Then it is Marcus Erickson, Joseph Newgarden, Alex Pillow, Scott McLaughlin, uh, Pato Award, Alexander Rossi, Felix Rosenquist, and Colton Herter round out the top 10. Then it's Renus VK, Simon Pagino, Graham Rahal, Roman Grosjean. Uh, The highest rookie right now, uh, Christian Lungard in 15th place. Connor Daly, David Malucas, Elio Castroneves, Takuma Sato, and Callum Eilat round out the top 20. Then it's Jack Harvey, Jimmy Johnson, Delvin D. D Francesca, Kyle Kirkwood, Dalton Kellett round out the top 25. So that does it for your points as well. So good stuff, good stuff there uh, all around. And um, that, um, That does it uh, for the uh, for the wrap up here of the Big Machine Music City uh, Grand Prix. Uh, Like I said, very interesting race, very crash filled uh, race uh, the last two years. That seems like uh, that has been the the theme. Uh, It it was interesting following the race there in the media center. I I thought we were going to see. A replay of last year's race, if you remember correctly, uh, beginning of the race, uh, Marcus Erickson, uh, the, the T-shirt going around is Air Erickson, uh, his car took off uh, up and over. Uh, Another car. Uh, So everybody thought that, you know, Erickson's day was done, uh, but he fought back and ended up becoming the eventual winner of the inaugural uh, Big Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. And we thought the same thing uh, as the uh, day unfolded on Sunday, especially when it came to. Uh, Colton Herta uh, had some early problems, uh, fought his way back, and finished in the uh, in the top ten. So uh, we thought we were going to see a repeat of of last year, uh, just uh, not quite enough there uh, for uh, for Colton Herta and the number twenty six Gamebridge uh, Andretti Autosport Honda. Uh, also, again during the weekend, as I mentioned at the uh, the top of the show, I was able uh, to uh, to catch up with a. Uh, fellow uh, IndyCar podcaster, racing podcaster, and YouTuber as well, uh, David Land. So let's get into uh, into that interview uh, with uh, Mr. David Land. Let me see if I can get to this here on the board, and we will be right back. It pushed a past podcast, and I am now joined by the famous but yet controversial Depending on how you look at it, David Land, uh, David Land on YouTube. David, first and foremost, um, thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your busy Maybe schedule. This has been the, uh, I think for the weeks audio in the making to, uh, uh, for, uh, to, to join catch us up, here. Uh, but uh, how are things here? We're uh, up, but, uh, the interview uh, load here, here for, for, uh, for the uh, technology Big Machine uh, Music uh, City uh, Grand Prix this you know, weekend. It only it, it only mo- moves as fast as it wants to move. what she wants to do? we'll wait for. Uh, yeah, for this interview uh, thanks for having to, uh, me on. To load up. Uh, it, um, I believe it's, it's it about was great to uh, 15 meet you minutes. First at the Indianapolis, or, uh, so for the month of May. Uh, David, as you uh, see, as, uh, as I'm sure uh, you know, David Land
5: on YouTube, uh, or go to uh, who, to his Twitter. I hope everyone who has subscribed uh, and, and those of you who will hopefully after this podcast uh, are enjoying all the content. But yeah, it's a little rainy here, or at least a little thundery, thundery and lightningy here at Nashville, and so we're under a. Under a weather delay, but the good news is it means uh, I had a little bit of time to sit down and and talk with you. So hopefully, uh, hopefully this will be a good discussion
4: yeah absolutely um you know before we get into uh, anything just curious tell us uh i know you've been at this for for a couple years now what uh first what puts you uh, what got you uh, into uh media i know you are a uh, eye racer so uh sounds like racing is in your blood but uh, uh what got you into journalism and then specifically was it the the eye racing part that got you into uh journalism into uh
5: racing or is there a different story behind that it's a totally different story. There's a lot of there's a it's a long story. Um my, my passion and love of racing has been a lifelong thing. Uh I it goes all the way back to, you know, being a child and pushing around die cast cars on the on the on the ground and watching you know, religiously watching tapes. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. It's expensive, but uh, my dad worked in the IRL um, in some of the first couple of years, so I was always around it. Um, you know, I wasn't well connected or anything. Like as soon as that, you know, Susie as as left, it wasn't like there was any connections. So, but I, I stayed a fan. My family had been going to the Indy Five Hundred since the the mid '80s as a family, and I st- I started going in two thousand two, and I just fell in love with it. Now from a journalism perspective or from a broadcasting perspective, like that was something that was, you know, kind of a, an interest of mine, uh, kind of second or third behind other things like, like racing, for example. Um, now in, in school, there was really no way. I was a very creative person, creative kid. And there was no way to really like have an outlet. Like if, if I had a choice, I would have done like creative writing as like a major, but that wasn't available. So the next best thing was like journalism class. So I took that, um, and then I, I kind of parlayed that into broadcasting, uh, did some broadcasting classes. Now, at the same time, while I was kind of developing my skills in broadcasting, I actually had a TV show about cars, and sometimes we touched on racing subjects, but um, I started doing YouTube. Then this was 2008, you know, this is a long time ago. This is the, the kind of ground floor, and I only did it you know, again, as a creative outlet, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to make this my career. I never, ever would have thought that this would be a career opportunity. But such as life, um, things started to, you know, kind of fall apart um, in my personal life. Nothing, nothing necessarily related to me, but it was more of just like my parents were splitting up I ran out of money. I'd done one year of college, and it was like I didn't like that. So it was all these things that were just kind of coming together. And there came a point where I realized, you know, I would really like to be in racing, but how do I, how do I get there? And I noticed that YouTube was really starting to take off and make careers. And I said, okay, what if I made auto racing content on YouTube? What if I talked about IndyCar? Cause no one else is doing that. And, uh, as it turns out, uh, there were people, there was an audience out there, um, that has taken a little while to cultivate and it, it certainly has not been easy, but, uh, I, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now if uh if it hadn't been at least somewhat successful. Yeah, you're
4: absolutely right and and just checking out your you know your subscribers I think you're over what like 73,000 or 73 million. 78, 78. there we go. Now, you know, you'll get there in time. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, glad to see everything is taken off. And I think, you know, you may have been, it sounds like, one of the starters uh, when it comes to putting content on the on YouTube, especially when it comes to uh, uh, comes to IndyCar. So getting into uh, the uh, the present day today, uh, 2022, who would have thought at the beginning of the season, uh, David, that we would have you know not only a roller coaster on on track but a silly season nonetheless, one of the silliest I think that uh you know me and you have ever been a part of
5: yeah yeah silly silly is a way to put it. I think insane season is the way to do it, and it it, it continues to get i mean I've heard things today that are just like oh, so off the wall you wouldn't believe it the the, the the crux of this is, is Zach Brown, and I've said for a while that Zach Brown and McLaren coming into the sport in 2017 was one of the best things to happen to IndyCar because of the the massive attention it brings. Now, at the time, you know, in 2017, when I said that, I thought it was about it was all going to be like positive things, like like the opportunities for Formula One drivers like Fernando Alonso at the time to come over and participate in the Indianapolis 500. Well, once they became Uh, began to get involved on the team ownership side of things and hiring drivers out of our talent pool, quote-unquote, in the United States, it has gotten to the point where uh, Zach Brown is making big-time plays for champion race car drivers here in the States to come drive for him, either in IndyCar or Formula One. And, you know, you look at that with Colton Herta; He very well could be in Formula One in two years driving for McLaren. You look at Alex Pelot, IndyCar champion very well could be driving in an Aero McLaren SP car next year, could be in a, testing a Formula 1 car. There's all sorts of things that he could be doing, but the point is that Zach Brown is doing all this stuff, and it's, it's ugly. There's no doubt about it, but I think Drive to Survive has taught us one thing, that it's okay for racing to get a little ugly from time to time, because that is what people are interested in seeing. They're interested in seeing that human side. They're interested in seeing the beef, and I think that's part of, like you said, you called me controversial <laughs> which I don't disagree with. It, but that's that's something that attracts people because you know controversy is entertaining. So and Zach Brown and McLaren, as it currently stands, is a very entertaining team and it's a, it's very fun to talk about them.
4: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot to uh, a lot to digest there. Uh, first, when it comes to Zach Brown, uh, you got to give him credit, you know, and not on what's, what's recently happened, but the money that he has put into IndyCar since he has come in. I know he has an expansion in central Indiana. I think that's going to uh, benefit him, obviously, at the 500 and, and moving forward. But we've also learned, too, that, you know, con- we found out what, what is a contract. I don't, I, nobody knows what, what you know. What what is yeah? We don't know what is a, a contract. It's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, how the the federal system uh, plays out with, uh, with with Alex Pillow. But I think what Zach Brown has done, uh, I think out of the grand scheme of things, how many eyeballs has Zach Brown put? On IndyCar, That's exactly, I think, what, what IndyCar has been missing. And I think, you know, we both agree that uh, the amount of eyeballs that IndyCar need, has compared
5: to what they could have is uh, astronomical. Absolutely. Um, I, and I think it's, it's, it's a new way of doing business. Um, co- contracts are totally changed forever in IndyCar, I think, after this. I think contracts are going to be written and produced and, and agreements are going to be made that have provisions for things like this from now on. And it's uh, it's okay to have change. Um, you never have progression. You never have growth without change. So, to me, uh, you know, net positive, net positive. But it is going to. There are going to be growing pains with this. There are going to be lawsuits, and there are going to be people upset. But at the end of the day, like you say, Zach Brown's involvement in IndyCar has been so valuable that. A little bit of negativity is okay. It's acceptable, um, at least for me. And and like I said, negativity can be entertaining at times. It doesn't have to always be negative. Because if it's always negative, then you're going to turn people off. But when you have negative mixed in with the positive, and you don't really know what to expect, that's where good storytelling, you know, is is formed. And right now, we've got heroes, we've got villains, we've got people that you have no idea what they're going to, you know. Who would have ever thought that Alex Polo would be this controversial in IndyCar, or have this kind of a controversial um, thing happen to him? It'd be the, the center of this controversy? We would have never guessed that, even even at the beginning of the season. So it's fun. It's unpredictable. It's exciting. We like it's like the racing, you know. Now now the off track stuff is as, is as exciting as the racing is. And I think that's going to be a good thing for IndyCar.
4: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And speaking of on track, we have about a handful of races left. Uh, Will Power is the, the points leader. Um, you know, it seems like he is the uh, you know the statesman. Uh, as you look at uh, the rest of the uh, you know the people behind him in the standings, is is Will Power in the uh, proverbial uh, catbird seat here with a handful of races left, or or does David see this points lead uh, jostling back and forth uh, as it has for the majority of the season?
5: Well, I've always looked at it, um, especially with the top two, is that you've got consistency and you've got inconsistency. Uh, Willpower is, I think, probably um, on the whole, a little bit faster than Erickson throughout the season. Not much. It's very close. And I think Erickson winning the 500 really has put him, I think Erickson has the advantage because he got that double points win at Indy. You know, the mistakes that he makes, like, for example, at Indy, not necessarily a mistake, the car blew up, right? But that cost him points to power he can tank some of those no problem whereas Will Power has had bad finishes one of them was actually at Indy um Will's got his work cut out for him even though he is the points leader right now uh he's one bad race away from Erickson just consistency consistently earning points and putting himself in the position to win the championship now that being said I think Will Power is driving as well as he has maybe in his entire career, and this is a driver that a lot of people have kind of talked about as, eh, maybe he's going to be, um, you know, maybe he's on the outs, it, even as as soon as next year. Um, whether that's retirement or whether Roger just says it's time, I, I don't think so. I think Will Powers is is, like you say, he's kind of coming into his own at this time in his career, and I think it's, it's great. Um, at the end of the day, I think it will be Erickson, but I think it will be close, as, as we've come to expect. I mean, we haven't had a points championship since, what, 2005 that hasn't come down to the, the absolute last possible moment, and I would very much expect that Laguna Seca is going to be a, a title fight.
4: Yeah, I know. In your videos, you've talked about you know after Will Powers, you know the contract he's on now. Is that going to be his last? Is he going to you know step away uh, as uh, you know, or is he going to be forced out? As you said, with Roger basically you know give, giving him the same thing he did to Elio. Um, so it's definitely going to be uh, be an interesting uh, watch to uh, to say the least. When you talk about Will Power coming into his own, Team Penske. You talk about a dominant season. You know, one year ago they had three wins, and I believe this year they've doubled it to six. You know, is there anything you've seen differently from Team Penske last year to uh, to this year that would uh, you know that, that that has helped them uh, get those six wins?
5: Scott McLaughlin, I mean, he's he's coming into his own. I think he's really pulling his weight in the team. And when you do, when you have three strong drivers that are all pulling their weight equally, all winning races. I think it just naturally falls into place. What's funny is if you ask a layperson about whether or not Penske's had a good year, a lot of them will say no because they didn't perform at Indianapolis. Everywhere else, home track. exactly. And it was his home track before he bought it. Um, so it, it's 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 fascinating to kind of see how people perceive success in IndyCar because, like you say, they've been dominant everywhere. Except Indianapolis, they and and ultimately at the end of the day, it could end up that Erickson will win the championship because he won Indy it, it, with one win, like you say. And so, <laughs> it's it's very interesting to think about that. But you're right, is that that Penske has just absolutely had a great year. And like I say, I think it's because he had all those three drivers peaking all at the same time. They are all performing so well. They are so fast. Joseph Newgarden is a man possessed. Joseph Newgarden could could very well be a factor in this championship in the stretch run, and he already would be if he hadn't crashed at Iowa. So it's, uh, well, had had the car broken and into the wall at Iowa, but I think it's fun. And Scott McLaughlin, like you say, just coming right out of the bat, out the bat with a win. He likes these street courses, too. He could be pretty strong here at Nashville.
4: And speaking of Nashville, before we wrap things up, that's where we're at this weekend. Um, We had... uh, Kristen Loomgaard yesterday, uh, top the charts P1. Uh, this morning, uh, you had the aforementioned Scott McLaughlin finding himself uh, at the charts at P2, or practice 2, rather. Uh, you know, we look outside and uh, ominous weather, I think, uh, is the is, is the word right now. You know, what do you expect coming up in qualifying here in the next uh, few minutes and then on, on Sunday? Because, you know, if we're going to qualify in wet conditions and Sunday is something totally
5: different, you know, you basically throw qualifying out the window. I expect the qualifying get, will get canceled. Um, I mean, that's a possibility. Um, but if, if we do run today, um, I think that uh, I think you're going to see a really mixed up field because that's one of the things uh, I was talking with Davey Hamilton uh, in the uh, IndyCar radio booth about this is that that it is going to be an absolute crazy. It's going to be crazy out there if it's wet, because if you look at last year's just the race, it's insane. So qualifying, when you have to lay it on the line, it is, And there's points on the line. That's the other thing, too, is is in these tight championship battles, you have got to try to get the pole. So the guys like Newgarden, the guys like Erickson, the guys like Power, Dixon, Polo, he's got a lot of proof, doesn't he? You know, I think all those guys are going to be absolutely going bananas. And, uh, <laughs> and if they stick it in the wall, you have got a very tall task on Sunday to try to win this thing. So it's going to be... if we get it in I think it's going to be it's going to be wild there's no doubt about it
4: yeah definitely
5: agree with you there
4: Uh, David for people that don't follow you on social media on YouTube first of all shame
5: on them if they don't Uh, where, uh, where can they find you at? So you can find me uh, on YouTube. You just type in David Land, D A V I D L A N D. It's nine letters. It's pretty easy. Big purple, big purple logo. So hopefully, it's easy to spot. Um, we talk all sorts of racing. Obviously, IndyCar is the bread and butter. But you know, when something interesting happens in NASCAR, Formula One, IMSA, we actually go to cover IMSA races. It's great. So um, yeah, it's uh, if you're a motorsports fan, I, ho- I hope you'll like it or at least be entertained. I mean, you know, I, I, there's. Certainly, a fair number of hate washer watchers, but uh, we like those too. The the clicks count all the same, whether they're there for the right reasons or the wrong reasons. But I think it's you know at the end of the day, what I try to do is create discussions and, and have discussions about things that maybe other people won't talk about. So um, I I think I've kind of built my brand on that, and I and I hope uh, your listeners uh, enjoy it.
4: Uh, again, David, huge thank you for uh, carving a little bit of time out of your busy schedule here in well, Nashville. We're not, busy we're not busy today; we're just sitting around <laughs> in uh, in Nashville for joining us, and definitely look forward to what you have in store down the road. And I'm sure we'll talk again.
3: Again, that
4: was uh, David Land, as you see, that has been uh, scrolling down at the uh, the bottom of your screen there. Uh, make sure not only you uh, go to uh, YouTube and check him out, David Land, uh, but also go to uh, Twitter and give him a follow to at DLand91. So uh, that wraps up our coverage uh, of the, uh, again, uh, Big Machine Music City grand prix again a huge thank you not only to the uh to the drivers that uh, that stopped by uh, but to uh david land and then the fans out there at uh, the uh, nashville city nashville uh street course there as well uh before we wrap things up on this other, another episode of the push to pass podcast uh we do have uh, a couple uh news and notes uh to um uh, to get to, uh, this week. So let's get to our, uh, news and notes section or, uh, segment of the show. Uh, first and foremost, I know we talked about, uh, both of these drivers, uh, during, uh, during the show, but it was announced, uh, on Sunday, right before the race that, uh, uh, Ray Hall, uh, Le- or, uh, Ray-, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan, try saying that, uh, racing and Fifth Third Bank, uh, agreed on a sponsorship extension. Uh, today, again, that was uh, last Sunday, uh, before the start of the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix in Nashville, exciting news came from the uh, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing Camp. Uh, it was announced that Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing uh, announced that Fifth Third Bank has extended its relationship uh, with the team through the 2025 uh, NTT IndyCar Series season. Uh, the bank will be the primary sponsor of the number 15 entry uh, for Graham Ray Hall at the GMR Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, uh, the uh, Sonsa Grand Prix at Road America, uh, the Honda Indy 200 at Mid Ohio and the addition of the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix in Nashville. Fifth Third Bank will also have an enhanced associate sponsor present in other key NTT IndyCar series uh, markets throughout each season, including the Indianapolis 500 and in Monterey, California and St. Petersburg, Florida. Fifth Third Bank first joined the team in 2016, as an associate sponsor and the partnership has grown as the two organizations have continued to build upon the pursuant new clarabular business to business operations quote not only have we extended our partnership with ray hall letterman landing and racing uh, but we are excited to announce the fifth third bank car will now race in the streets of nashville said mike ash Fifth Third Bank Greater Indiana Regional President. The bank has a strong presence in the Nashville market, run by a local team, and we are excited to bring additional assets and partnerships to the area. Our work with Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan continues to evolve and create tailored experiences for all all our clients, as well as long-term community impact. Like our recent partnership on May 3rd, supporting all babies born in central Indiana with newborn essentials and money towards their college savings. Uh, in addition to business-to-business activities, Ray Hall, Letterman-Lanigan has participated in Fifth Third Bank's annual Fifth Third Day 5-3 on the calendar by helping to kick off their Feeding Our Communities campaign that takes place in the communities they serve with the goal of providing more than 1 million meals to those in need in may in 2022 graham ray hall also supported 53 baby initiatives in the city by surprising baby borns in central indiana with mom and dad mom and baby essentials as well as 1053 dollars provided by the bank to start a new child's college 529 account Fifth Third Bank is also a supporter of other racing-relatable charity initiatives, such as Rev, presented by Fifth Third Bank, which benefits IU Health patients and an annual event that provides Children's Theraplay, a physical and occupational therapy for children with special needs. Uh, in the end, we take a great amount of pride in the fact that our relationship with Fifth Third Bank continues to grow, said Bobby Rayhall, co-owner of the Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing with David Letterman and Mike Lanigan. The caliber of people we have met through our partnership speaks volumes about the company and their mission to contribute to the communities in which they serve. We couldn't be happier not only to continue but also grow our partnership with Fifth Third Bank throughout the 10-year mark and beyond. So uh, congratulations goes out to the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing and Fifth Third Bank on their sponsorship extension. All right, the last news and notes that we need to, uh, to get to here. Uh, before we get on out of here, actually we have two. Sorry, uh, but uh, there is some new backing uh, for AJ Foyt driver Kyle Kirkwood uh, when they uh, go to St. Louis next weekend. Uh, the Bomarito Auto- Automotive Group continues to expand its footprint in motorsports. Missouri's number one automotive group has signed as the primary marketing partner. Of AJ Foyt Racing's number 14 Chevrolet for the Bomarito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway, August 19th and 20th. Associate sponsor and friends over at uh, Rebel Bourbon are also proud to be part of the 6th annual Bomarito 500 NTT Series event. AJ Foyt, the first four-time winner of the Indianapolis 500, started his race team over 50 years ago. He won three of his seven IndyCar championships and claimed the final two of his Indy 500 victories while driving for his own team. Since his retirement from driving in 1993, the team has continued to win, claiming two more national titles and the 1999 Indianapolis 500 victory with Kenny Brack. At Worldwide Technology Raceway, the team has five top 10 finishes, three of which were in the top five, including a fifth place finish last year with Sebastian Bourdais and and a third place finish in 2019 with Tony Canon. The number 14 Bomarito Chevrolet will be driven by rookie Kyle Kirkwood, the 2021 Indy Lights champion who won a pole and finished and finished second in both Indy Lights races last year at the 1.2 mile oval track at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. The 23-year-old Floridian's meratic ascent to the NTT IndyCar Series is marked by consecutive championships in the three-tier Road to America Ladder Series. The Bomarito Automotive Group is Missouri's largest automotive group that began with a single Oldsmobile dealership managed by Frank Barmerito over 50 years ago. In 1998, Frank Barmerito handed over the reins to his son, John Barmerito, who continued to build the network of dealerships to its present number of 20 locations, employing over 900 team members in the St. Louis area. Quote, we are honored to be part of bringing the NTT IndyCar Series to the St. Louis region. Thanks to the support of race fans across the country, we've demonstrated that when you win on the weekend, it generates sales on Monday, said John Bomarito, president of the Bomarito Automotive Group. As a iconic brand here in St. Louis in the St. Louis marketplace and selling vehicles nationwide, the Bomarito Automotive Group could not be more prouder to adore the iconic AJ Fort, AJ Foyt, rather racing number 14 Chevrolet driven by Kyle Kirkwood for the sixth annual Bomarito Automotive Group 500 right here in our hometown. Bomarito in AJ Supertext Foyt together making history. Lastly, I've been dedica- I mean I've been a dedicated race fan for decades and to have the opportunity to partner with AJ Foyt Racing at the 6th annual Boomerito Automotive Group 500 is an honor, said Chuck Walls, Vice President and General Manager of the Boomerito Automotive Group. To be able to be involved in the motorsports industry at the level Bomarito has dedicated to is an absolute dream come true. So uh, congratulations uh, goes out not only to uh, AJ Foyt Racing, but it also goes out to uh, the Bomarito Automotive Group, who are going to be the primary sponsor uh, when it comes to the race next Saturday. Yes, I said next Saturday. Uh the NTT IndyCar Series is going to be in St. Louis, Missouri for the Bomberito 500, the Bomberito Automotive Group uh 500. Make sure you uh check that out. Uh we will have uh joining us next week as usual. Uh we will have uh Mike from Bet Indy uh, joining us uh, as we like to do. Uh he is uh, unavailable this week so that's why he is not uh, joining us here on the uh, podcast uh, but he will uh, be joining us next week uh, not only uh, to uh, recap his winnings uh, this past weekend at, uh, at Nashville uh, but he'll also give us a little bit of insight uh, as to uh, what to uh, uh, what to look for next week when uh, when making that uh, you're you're making your picks for the Bomarito Automotive Group 500 on Saturday night. The last piece of news uh, that we do have uh, was announced uh, Sunday as well. And it has to do with the Peretta Autosports and uh, Simona De Uh Peretta Autosport adds Leg- Laguna Seca uh, to schedule with D cell Vestro before Sunday's big machine music city Grand Prix in Nashville Peretta Autosport made a huge announcement as well uh perita Par- uh, autosport along with ed carpenter racing will add a fourth event to its ntt indycar series season with the number 16 chevrolet making their debut at road america earlier this season perita autosport driver simona de silvestre raced at mid ohio and was intent to close the three race program this weekend in nashville but a new end to the 2022 season has been confirmed for laguna seca with an announcement of sponsorship forthcoming in her three prior starts this season d Silvestre finished ahead of where she qualified twice p21 at road america uh, starting from p27 and p18 or p18 at mid ohio starting 25th so uh, congratulations not only to uh uh, Simona de Silvestre, uh, but uh, Pereira Auto Group, our autosport rather being able to uh, put uh, Simona in the car one more time on, in this 2022 season. So uh, that wraps it up for uh, this episode of the Push to Pass podcast. I hope everyone uh, enjoyed the uh, the content uh, that was shared this past weekend uh, from Nashville. Again, uh, the goat recapping. Uh, Scott Dixon claimed his 53rd career win, which puts him all by himself, number two on the all-time wins list. Now, just a handful of wins behind legendary AJ Foyt with 67. Uh, also, huge thank you to uh, Elio Castro Neves and all of the other uh, drivers that were able to uh, join us here on uh, on this podcast. Uh, also, huge thank you to the fans that were in attendance uh, this past weekend at Nashville. Definitely loved and enjoyed uh, hanging out with all of you. And then also, too, huge thank you to David Land. Uh, go check him out uh, on YouTube at David Land and then on uh, Twitter at D Land Uh, 91 go check him out go give him a follow if you have not already and then as always a huge thank you to everyone that uh, listened tuned in today uh, or that will listen or tune in in the future uh, because without you guys obviously none of this would be possible so for Derek Vance and everyone else here at the push to pass podcast uh, we thank you and we will see you in the next
3: episode